0: Welcome back to The Conversation, Season 3. I'm your host, Gina Simeone. This podcast is sponsored by Single Throw Marketing, a Google Premier Partnered digital agency. To stay ahead of your competitors and get on page one of Google, check us out at singlethrow.com to see how we can help. On today's episode, we're going to be talking to Nicole Overkamp. She is a personal finance expert and business coach for women. She's the founder and CEO of both Wilcox Financial Group and Powerhouse Money Coaching. We're going to talk to Nicole today about managing money, how women manage money, and things to look out for so that you don't make money mistakes. Hey, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. I'm excited to have this
1: chat with you. Yeah. How's things going? Oh, great. This whole year, great as a financial advisor, you know, 2022, just bringing in more drama to the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just, uh, you know, it's so funny. I keep joking with uh, all of my friends. I'm like, man, like 2020, I thought that was going to be the year, the hard year that we're, you know, being super stressed and it's all uphill from here. And then, this year happened. It's like, well, you know, I I guess it was just a primer, right? For for all the expectations and challenges ahead. So, but it's all good.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. This has definitely been a challenging year from the financial era of yes, the side of the yeah. business. So <laughs> um I did tell the audience a little bit about you already, but awesome. you know, Nicole Nicole Overkamp, uh, she is a personal finance expert and business coach for women. So you are the founder and CEO of both Wilcox Financial Group and Powerhouse Money Coaching. So those are two totally different things, right? Similar but different. Tell right. me about that and tell me about how you got it all started.
1: Yeah. So so similar in a sense where our overlying like mission is to empower women to truly live the life they want to live, right? Doing what they want with who they want, when they want. But will Wilcox Financial was founded first. And, and that is my core focus. I, I am a financial planner. And I founded the firm because I was just sick of the like BS and sick of the structure as, as far as where I was and that uh wolf on Wall Street mentality, if you will. And and having to always sell regardless of circumstance and square yeah. playground hole, et cetera. And, and as I got older uh, and, and really learned more about the industry, I was like, I've got to do better. I've got to do better. I can do more. I'm capable of more. And I really had this vision of creating more of a holistic firm, but also creating an environment that wasn't intimidating for women and really just allowing uh, women and, and people in general, right, to show up and just be as they are and feel comfortable. And, get information that yeah. sounds like English right <laughs> and, and being <laughs> simple and and making all this stuff fun because it's really important right and, and so that's really where where it all began and uh, and I did that I, I actually uh, founded the firm when I was 25. And so when we hit our 10th year last year, okay. uh, and so it's yeah, it's been a, a really cool ride. And I founded Powerhouse out of all the gaps that I saw where there was like an opportunity. And and again, it was me saying, I can do better, I know better, how can we mm-hmm. solve this problem? And and created powerhouse, where really that's like the fun company slash the education company, and uh we do all of the pure education, the workshops, the online courses, and then the coaching for women, uh entrepreneurs, because when I was building the business, I was lonely as hell. Um, yeah. and I always felt like I was on my own island and I didn't know who d- could support me or, or who could even relate to all of that stuff that I was going through. And, and a lot of my friends at the time just thought I was a lunatic. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> yeah. you know, I created this coaching program meant for women who who really want to grow and scale their companies and they can see it clearly but they're just a little stuck on the how.
0: Yeah. You worked for a financial firm and the financial industry is predominantly male, or at least it was. I know that, you know, women are obviously making their mark in the industry, but so, you know, just kind of going through all of that, how did you see that evolve for women from, you know, being a financial advisor? Because we were trained to think like, okay, men are the the money takers. They're organizing the money. They maintain the money. They spread out the money. They can organize, you know, how did you see women kind of step into that role and start to take a leadership
1: well, I I will say not much has changed in the industry, okay. um, you know. But I I think what I've seen most uh, happen over the last decade, and and maybe I'm I'm biased because most of our clients are women. Yeah. But most of our clients are the breadwinners, and most of our our clients are also making a lot of the decisions or participating in the decisions. And it wasn't always that way. In part, it was education and I think opening their eyes to it. But that's not the biggest shift is, is the breadwinner part in where a lot more women are being okay and confident with doing all the things or both. And, and what I mean by that is crushing their career and having kids and like, it's totally fine. Right, yeah, Um, and and that's been really cool to see. And another big shift that I've seen, and and I don't know if you've also felt this over the years, is that when I started in business, women were nasty; (laughs) they were so they like were worse than the men, you know. Really? um, And there was it was very difficult to find that supportive group of women who were like cheerleading you on, or you could talk to and. And now I feel the opposite. I like, you know, all of the communities and women and even women in finance are super supportive and, um, you know, let's talk about the industry. And, and so that has been the coolest shift of all. And in, in terms of now other women supporting other women where it's that a less of a vicious mentality. And I think it really came from like, we, we had to have fists up because um, yeah. there's only a few of us and there's so many of them. And so how can we make our mark and prove ourselves and like your competition? Because we're, we're so rare. And and you think it'd be the opposite, but you know, it wasn't that way. And and I think in some instances it still is in pockets, but it's definitely gotten better. That's good. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you have a
0: very, your signature is very authentic, a no BS, like energetic approach. So you're really trying to make it fun and engaging because when I think about, mm-hmm. unless I have piles of money, there's really nothing fun about money to me. So, you oh, know, but it's so fun. I know. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. It's fun. You give it to me. I'm going to yeah. go shopping like, and I make mm-hmm. my own money and that's great. But as far as like managing it, knowing what yeah. to do, where to invest, what stocks to buy, like mm-hmm. that's all great to me. So yeah. I would look to somebody like you who's, you know, the expert in her field, kind of like we do with everything. You know, we go to a hairdresser, we go to a dentist, Mm -hmm. you know, we can try to manage it on our own, but we're not in the trenches. So you're in the trenches of this. So what do you see as far as women, you know, coming to you saying like, I make all this money, I'm the breadwinner, but I have no idea what to do with it. Mm
1: -hmm. So a lot of what we do, and that happens all the time, (laughs) is, is, is put meaning behind it. Right So a lot of the time, first, we don't know what we're capable of achieving. and we don't know what we don't know. So why not operate as we are, right? Right? And so a lot of it is is actually talking about, well, hey, like what is it that you actually want? Forget the judgment, forget the whole what if scenario, but like, what do you want? What do you want right now to look like? What do you want your future to look like? And then let's reverse engineer. And then okay. it's breaking everything down into like these little bite sizes that are digestible and simple and then understanding, okay, based on what you said, here's what to do with your money. And, and what makes it so much fun is actually seeing how to do it and how they're capable of achieving it in a way that doesn't need to be overly complicated and it's actually practical and it is it's fun to get that permission to spend number right I think we look at at financial planning all often is like it's going to be restrictive and I'm gonna go on a budget and I'm gonna have to do all these things. And 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 the reality is like you could die tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So we need to still have fun and do the things we love. But don't screw your future self over either, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to plan. Totally. So what does that look like? And so we we go by that, hey, this is your permission to spend, but let's hit the goals first. Let's save first and, and just be more intentional. And I think that's where sometimes we fall short without having that discussion is we're busy. We make yeah. excuses, we get lazy, we have habits, and, and often they're not serving us. Often they're contradicting the very thing we want to accomplish, but we do yeah. it anyway. And so it's, it's just being more mindful about a lot of those things and we do a lot of that complicated planning to make it all happen.
0: Right, right. So, you know, in talking to my friends, we all have our own money. We all do our own thing. A lot of us have our own businesses and the stock market or investments and money markets and all brokerage, it all kind of scares us. So why should somebody put their money in a brokerage rather than a savings account? What's what's the benefit?
1: So I, I definitely can't, I have to be careful as to how I talk about okay, this because, yes. because I am licensed in, um, and I don't want the compliance party coming mm-hmm. after me, but, but here are some considerations, you know, when, when talking about savings or brokerages, one, do not put your money in anything you don't understand. Okay. So here. ask questions and get it and understand it period and yeah. if the professional you're asking those questions to can't break it down in a way that you can digest it ask more questions or find somebody else because if the pro okay. can't figure it out that's a problem okay <laughs> yeah so it, it should always be simple to understand uh but but look at you know your cash or a high yield savings high yield savings are great right now to take advantage of too because we're back to higher interest rates right mm-hmm. so um that's free money a lot of the online yeah. savings are are also no fees no minimum so that's kind of cool for a short-term Money You've got to park or emergency reserve money. So, so that's money that you're going to need. You know you want right. access to and you don't want to put it to risk. So think of any purchases you may have over the next couple of years or your emergency reserve monies. That's a perfect scenario for something like a savings account or, or cash, right? Got it. Um, and then a brokerage account, you have to look at that where it's really brokerage. For anybody listening who doesn't know what the hell that is, <laughs> it's is—it's—it's <laughs> an account that you can essentially buy a lot of different things in, whether it's a stock or a mutual fund or a bond. You really can create your own adventure in those suckers, right? Right, and right. so oh, it's a matter of what your goals are and 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 your timeline. So you can have a non-retirement brokerage account and, and you can invest. And when you're investing, you you're taking on risk, your balance will fluctuate up and down, but then you can choose your adventure, right? How? How aggressive you want to be or or how conservative based on your timeline and and then having a discussion about that. So the idea typically is, hey, if you want to get on average over a longer period of time a better return than a savings account, that's where you you'd park monies there. So really we look at is that maybe that midterm bucket of money or, or longer term wealth building if you're already maximizing your retirement accounts. Okay, got it. So, kind of going back a little bit to
0: 2022 as a whole, you know, you were saying <laughs> 2020 you thought was the, was the hard one, and then they said, yeah. you know, well, 2022 said hold my beer. So, what is happening essentially with the market this year? What's going on? What is happening? <laughs> Do you know uh, the answer to that? <laughs>
1: what the hell? Does that, anybody? So, you know, the thing with 2020 is it was easy to to digest and understand why things were happening. There was a pandemic. There was a mass amount of fear and uncertainty. So, of course, the stock market went down. Right. But we knew there was going to be a vaccine and a solution and pandemic's end. Right. Right. So the stock market went right back up and we actually had a tremendous year in 2020 uh, because the market is always forward looking. And, And so it was it was painful, it was terrifying, but it was short lived. Right. And, it um, and it was hopeful for the future. And it was hopeful for the future. it was like yeah. a couple of months, and oh my gosh, you know, the sun is shining again. And so, um, whereas this year, it's been like a slow, painful decline where everything's getting slow. Not everything, but most things are in the red. Even yeah. bonds, um, you know, have been so volatile. It's come down quite a bit this year. And so, um, and, and the reason that's happening is there's just so much negative news. And, and if you listen to the news, and hopefully you don't, don't, I'll, you know, have to listen to it as much as I do, because yeah. um, if you do, you're going to need a therapist, but there's <laughs> everything you hear is negative, right? Between China, Russia, Ukraine, inflation rates. I mean, it, there's just all these dynamics and uncertainty. And so it's managing, okay, we're here. What are we looking at? We're in a recession How bad is the recession going to get? How do we need to prepare for that, right? And and really thinking about, all right, recession proof my life. What are those things I need to do? Start getting lean. Start making sure you're living below your means, knowing your numbers. And, And if you're an entrepreneur, like setting yourself up to outpace that competition and really doubling down on what works, right. Yeah. And, and not doing the turtle thing and like crawling in your shell and waiting for the sun to clear or there, are the clouds to clear rather, you know, yeah. it's, it's about like digging in and, and embracing this and saying, look, this could be a rough ride. We don't know if it's going to be mild, bad, like nobody knows. Right. right. Um, but what we do know is it could get interesting. So the best thing to do is to eyes wide open and, and start asking questions and preparing. So that way you're just okay. Right. These things happen. They're normal. They don't feel great, but there's also tremendous opportunity in these periods of time as well. Right. Okay, that's good to know. So it's not all doom and gloom. No, there's always opportunity in, in recessions. You know, there's deals to be had. The the market is down, but that also means there's opportunity to buy low. Right. right?
0: right. Um. I mean,
1: at a low number, and you know, that's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like mentally you have to be like, okay, <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that's the thing. And, and, you know, the wild thing, and I, I don't remember the exact statistic. I, I was at a, a workshop the other day and they were talking about truly like recessions are where the most in, in 2020, I, I can't remember the number of billionaires that were created, you know, millionaires, yeah. entrepreneurs, like businesses are born in recessions, you know, and, and we don't, we only hear. Um, From the news, because the news is like an entertainment industry these days, right? Right, right? We hear the bad stuff, we hear the drama, we hear all of that. But what we don't ever hear or talk about or think about is like, wait a minute, like, where's the opportunity? Where's the silver lining? And how can we look at this in a way as we need to control the controllable? We can't, mm-hmm. we can't change what the Fed is doing. We can't change what's happening out of our, our world, but within right. our world, what are those things that we can capture and, and really move forward on and, and take advantage of during these pockets of time? Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes total sense.
0: Yeah. Cause sometimes, you know, we're not all watching the stock market every day. Right. I know financial planners tend to think everybody knows what's happening in the stock market world, but we really have no idea. <laughs>
1: Oh, so for those of you who just heard that, <laughs> wait until next year to look at your statements. No, I'm just kidding, but yeah, um, no, seriously. you definitely need to be aware. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like, you know, so I'm in digital marketing and, and things take time to, I don't want to say mature, but to, to relate to your kind of language, you know, things have to kind of you know, you go through a learning phase and then they, you know, they, they start to get going and then everyone's like, okay, then they start working or now you're starting to show up for things. Mm-hmm. You're known as the authority now, so it's, I feel like it's kind of. And if you're checking your results every five minutes, you're gonna go crazy. It's kind of like if you yes. weigh yourself every day. Like, can you just like take a yeah. chill pill? But yeah, so I totally understand what you're saying. Like, don't look at your statements every day. Just <laughs> no. have mm-hmm. trust the process. Essentially, that's right.
1: Doing. Yeah, that's right. It's a long game. You know, do you need to be aware? Maybe you need to make some tweaks and definitely talk to your professional about this. But if you look at it every day, you will lose your mind you will and and yeah. and just like your stats right it's it's when you're investing you really have to take that that long term for most people right mm-hmm. always an asterisk but looking at the long game and, and we forget that we forget you know day to day it's always going to be all over the place i mean even look at your life shoot right what what day to day feels like and then you look back at your year and you're like oh that wasn't that bad um yeah. but there were pockets of time where you thought maybe you were going to lose your shit right um <laughs> yeah. and then there were days that were like really really good and um, you know, but over the course of a period of time, one year, five year, three, you know, it feels different. same in marketing, right? when, yep. when you actually recognize what that looks like, but but the day to day is it's always like a, a yo-yo, you know. yeah, um, and, and we can get caught up in that sometimes.
0: No, for sure. for sure. So going back to a little bit about money and money mistakes, what are some of the mistakes that you see all the time?
1: Uh, well, let's go back to what we were just talking and not paying attention. Okay. Like that is is probably one of the biggest mistakes is is not paying attention or understanding uh your cash flow. And it sounds so silly and simple, but so many of us and and shoot I have been there before. Y- you go day to day and you forget to pause and say wait a minute, like what am I doing? Where is my money going? And what do I want to achieve? Because what what happens is life goes by, time goes by in a blink. And you miss out on so much by not paying attention. Another mistake, and and I don't know if this is a mistake necessarily, but not asking questions out of fear or feeling like you're putting someone out. Okay, if you don't understand something, you have to ask more questions. Uh, there's that famous say the quality of life is based on the quality of questions you ask. And it's so true in so many different ways. If you really think about that, so um, and, and definitely taking action. And I think another thing that I really want to bring up, and I can't speak to this enough in terms of how important it is, and especially I, I just did a podcast interview about this the other day. It happened in my life. If you are in a relationship, Trust, but verify. And what I mean by that is the biggest mistake that you can make is being in a relationship and blindly trusting your partner that they're doing everything right. And and they may not even know that something's happening, but but you can think everything's going well. You can think that you're in a good position because you love your partner, you trust your partner, they're good at finances, they're good at money. And then all of a the sudden they you wake up and you're and, yeah, and you and, wake up and, your and you're and in debt. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. You wake up, they pass, they canceled your life insurance policy. Your house is leveraged to the Hill. And all of a sudden you're like, what the hell just happened? Or they leave you or, or, or like you have to be aware of this. And it doesn't mean you have to do it all right. It doesn't mean right. you have to control everything. It doesn't mean you have to change roles. You can still do your thing, but there has to be awareness and a conversation around this. If there is one thing that I stress today is that look like I'm in the financial industry. I'm a financial Financial advisor, but when I married my husband and he was like, I love paying the bills and doing all the family, like doing all the finances stuff, I was like, Shit, be my guest. Right. Yeah. Amen. You want to do that? Fine. I do this all day. I'm exhausted. Right. Take something off my plate. And so he did. And I got to trusting. And, And not that he was doing anything wrong on purpose. It was just that I didn't follow the cardinal rule of being aware, asking the questions and having those, those routine money dates, right. And, and, and digging into that and, and some things happen. What we got through it, but it was not a good experience. And it could have been avoided, right? So yeah. that is is another thing. And we women avoid it all the time because you know we hate confrontation. We don't want to have an argument. Um, you know, and and then again it's that whole like, well, if I don't know about it, nothing's wrong, everything's fine. And you know, um <laughs> it's fine, I'm fine. Exactly. fine. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Well, the or, <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, or you can make the error that. I made and I was like, I'm just too tired to care. I'll I'll do it another day. Right. You just like you feel so exhausted. You're like, oh, you have to prioritize that stuff.
0: Okay. Good to know. Good to know. You also wrote a book called Money Bitch. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So Money Bitch is that is that no BS guy for smart women who want to win their future. But you know, we we wrote the book because so often we heard, I'm all set my husband handles that. And 99% of the time, like, you may be doing many things right, but there's a lot you're missing out on. Or Like, it's great that your husband's doing that, but are you like, you know, all of those things. And, and we wanted to create a book through storytelling where people could relate to it and and say like, oh, me too. I'm not alone or I don't need to be embarrassed about that though. You know, the idea was to provoke excitement and action around something that's so significant. I mean, you guys like your money and everything it touches is your life. That is, that is what you work hard for. It's what you create. It's what you want to do. We all want the ability to have this freedom to pivot or make choices and decisions and not be tied down and chained to one thing specifically. And that all comes down to what you're doing with your money. So that's why we say it's so much fun because it's, it's the life you're creating. Um, and that was the purpose of the book. If anyone wants to
0: check out this book, there is a link on my link tree to where you can find this book. Again, it's called Money Bitch: A No BS Guide for Smart Women Who Want to Own Their Own Financial Future. So, thank you so much, Nicole. This is all very informative, um, especially for women, young women, older women, anybody that's kind of been in a you know a partnership of any kind or not really had a a hand in their finances. It's time to roll up your sleeves and put your hand in the cookie jar, essentially, right? Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Nicole. Um, I really uh, appreciate you coming on and telling us about your business. And um, if you want, you can check out Wilcox Financial. So you're out of Buffalo, New York? That's right. Yep. Nicole, thank you again. And we wish you the best of luck and this market's turning around. That's right. Thank you. Thanks. This podcast is sponsored by Single Throw Marketing, a Google Premier Partnered Digital Agency. To stay ahead of your competitors and get on page one of Google, Check us out at singlethrow.com to see how we can help. Listen to us every other Wednesday anywhere podcasts are found. Follow us on Instagram at theconversation with an H-E-R and follow our link tree at linkt e slash conversation.